All right, Ryan, did you get all that? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, great. <laughs> welcome, welcome back. This is the latest edition for our pretties. Overheard at Kelly's, joined by Evan Jackson, as always. But we do have a special guest in studio tonight. In studio, we'll let we'll let him introduce himself. Polarizing figure in the league. Best way to introduce him is you just never know who's going to troll next. You're, the floor is yours. Hello, gentlemen. This is uh, Pat McAfee's Pipe Breakers. Um, I just want to say it's an honor to be on the podcast. Uh, I I also wanted to ask if that moment of silence was for Kelly's or was it for Tua? Because we might have just seen the end of his career. Wow, it was too soon? Too soon, perhaps? A little soon. Um, Evan, one question for you to start off the podcast. Uh, we didn't get a full review of your dinner tonight, so please give a full review to the league. Um, okay, well, for those of you at home that have no idea what Billy's talking about, um, there's a little bit of a saga going on between myself and Boston Market. Uh, <laughs> I've tried to order from them, like, eight or nine times going back to April, and they've canceled every single time. Um, and tonight, you know, with the help of, of my team and, 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 and some friends, um, it was actually delivered, and I got half chicken and mac and cheese and mashed potatoes and cornbread, and I would give it a 10 out of 10, five stars. Yes. Great, great meal, as always. Um, I'm really happy they delivered it this time. Wow. Wow. That makes me happy. And it looked very good, the picture he sent. So I might have to get that soon. Yeah, Boston Market's really up their game in terms of menu options. There used to be one next to Rutgers that sometimes I would go to. I haven't I haven't had it in a bit, but does the mac and cheese still come in that beautiful like spiral shape? Yep, yep, comes in a spiral shape and it comes with in like that like cheese sauce. Oh, it's so good. So good. When I was yeah. living at home, I would get Boston Market at least once a week. I mean, rotisserie chicken, undefeated, and the cornbread is just a perfect, perfect compliment to the do meal. You, do you get the sauce with the um, with the uh, chicken? The gravy? Yeah. So fire. It's literally, it's crack. No, I think he's talking about there's like a new, are you talking about the great, like extra gravy that you put on the mat? Like dark, dark brown gravy or something else? No, I'm talking about there's like a hickory smoked barbecue thing. New flavors. Oh wow. Yeah. Good? Uh I think I got it once and it was kind of a lot. That's the new that's a new age. Yeah, it's a new yeah, age. I, I think I this time I just got it no sauce. I mean it tastes so good no matter what, but speaking of new wave, looking ahead at future weeks, Matt Walsh and I have locked in our <clears throat> our punishment for our head to head. And the loser will be sitting in restaurant at Boston Market testing out the new rotisserie chicken nuggets, which I'm sure are good, but loser will be will be doing that. Why didn't you do the uh the Dange Russ Russ Wilson uh sandwich? Well Billy Billy and I are doing that this week, which All will right, be apparently, apparently it's spicy. So someone's gonna find out. You should have to do the entire video also <laughs> while you're there. I made them. I would agree to that, or at least a close attempt of doing it. 
So while we're on the topic of these side bets, I think they're great, man. Walsh and I, obviously you never want to lose in fantasy, and it's just crushing if you lose in the first place. But that extra juice on the side, like I did not want to have to shotgun a four logo. And now the fact that Walsh has to do it, I'm so excited. I, I really highly recommend everyone in the league reaching out to who you're playing. Set up a little side bet. It's good for the league, good for content. It makes the matchup a little bit more intense. Hey, the, the rumor on the street was that Walsh sent the missus out on the town in Chicago searching for a four loco, but no luck to this point. So that's a situation to monitor. Anyway. Moving on, I think we can keep this as a short express episode. We're recording during halftime of Thursday Night Football. Um, I figured we could potentially mix it up from looking at past week matchups to maybe looking at some pretender contender topics looking ahead towards the rest of the year. We'll put Billy on the hot seat. Wow. We'll put Billy on the we'll we'll put Billy on the hot we, seat. Crazy are content. Go, are we gonna go team by team or matchup by matchup? I say we can go we can go team by team. And we'll let Billy give his take for each. So he's got he's got the league pulled up. First team that showed up. No no no. I'm starting from the bottom. He's starting from the bottom. We started at the bottom. Started at the bottom. Who you got? Uh Los Angeles homeowners. Louie. Easy. Easy choice. Um, my choice here. Well, before before we really get into it, I guess we should do the bottom six should be voted as if they'll stay in the bottom or if they can make a push. And then once we get into the top six, pretender contender, if that works. Uh, I mean, I think either way, yeah. honestly, probably. Brian just put Evan's brain pretzel. <laughs> Why are you bringing calculus into this? Yeah, well, we could just say pretender or contender for each person. Okay. Because it's still, I mean, we, well, it's I still think... early enough. Someone could turn around even if they're 0 and 3. That's true. I mean, I mean, I think I think Ryan's point wasn't totally without value. Like, maybe we could um, also add on, like, if they're in the bottom six, is that, like, do you think they'll get out of it? And then vice versa for the top six. True. Okay. Which would also be just, you know, also saying if they're a contender or pretender. Right. So we can keep it simple. All right. Yeah, let's just do let's just do the first one. LA homeowners. My quick glance at the team, they are pretenders this year. I would well, I would I wouldn't even call them pretenders because I don't even think whose team is pretending to be good. <laughs> um, I think they're just they are what they are. Uh, but although I will say, I will say to lose credit, um, I still don't think it was a good trade, but it does seem like over the last two weeks, he's definitely, it's definitely paid off that he traded away Justin Jefferson. Yeah. I mean, bro, but that could change the rest of the season. Like if, I'm just saying we got so much hate for that trade. What was the trade? And I, I think it was Justin Jefferson for Leonard Fournette and Cortland Sutton. And I'm, I'm still not saying it was a good trade, and I still think he could have gotten more value out of it. But we killed Lou for the initial trade, so I think we have to admit right now, two weeks, like after two weeks so far, it's worked out pretty well. I don't think it'll be like that for the rest of the season, but I'm just trying to be unbiased here. 
The problem, what I'm looking at, what I see on his team is he has some guys that coming into the year were supposed to be nasty. Like, I think he has a roster. Like, if this was the beginning of the year, you'd be like, oh, he has a good team. But, uh, yeah. yes, because Fournette hasn't really – like, Fournette's been solid, but he hasn't scored touchdowns. Rodgers hasn't been great. Sutton and Judy, uh, Judy's been dead, and the Broncos' offense has been bad. And then, like, Keenan Allen's hurt. Like, I I just – he needs a lot to turn around, and it might not just happen this year. Yeah, unless there's some pretty drastic turnarounds for some of these guys, I just don't see where um, where he would even have the pieces to trade away to, like, accumulate talent. But Like, he's only projected 104 right now, and he has all his guys in. Yeah. I'll say this, Lou is very open to trading, so I'm sure he'll be working the working the phone lines to try and improve his current standing, but I would I would agree at the current notion that is his roster probably needs some help. Oh my god, Teddy Deepall. Not Deepall. Interception. Interception. Pick interception. Is that's that Eli Apple too. That's live. That's Eli oh, no. Apple. No, no, he's out of bounds. That's Eli Apple. Just trash. Bro, that was wide open. That's trash. All right, next. Okay. Next is don't suck. B Smith. B Smith. Who actually both of these teams were involved in that mega trade. So very interesting. That is interesting. Wow, good good point, Bill. Um B Smith's team. My take. They could be contender. Um I do think we were gassing up his team a lot after he made that Jefferson trade. So I feel like I still I still like his team. Although uh you two should know about this. Uh Kamara, didn't he have a court date today? Yeah, he's fine. He got pushed back. Hmm. Okay. He got pushed back. I don't think it's gonna be a this year problem. So B Smith on that front, he just needs Alvin to look better on the field. Yeah. I get, the, get healthy, figure it the fuck out. The legal issues should not be a factor. They're not. I will say, I know I just traded with B. Smith. I was originally hoping to receive Christian Kirk because I think he is pretty elite this he's year. Crazy this year. He they paid him and he is balling out. So to have him in your flex with Pittman and Jefferson, <laughs> if Kamara pans out, I mean that's pretty nasty. So. Yeah, and he's still got DeAndre Hopkins on, on the bench. When he comes back, it's he's going to have oh. a, a roster headache. He's not going to know who to start. Not only – this is why I think they're con- he's a contender. His three starting receivers right now are very solid. Yeah, Justin Jefferson, whatever. He's going to turn around. Even if it's not this week against Lattimore, he's going to turn around. Pittman is Pittman. <laughs> Kirk. And then when Hopkins comes back, and then let's just say this, if Elijah Mitchell gets healthy again, he can automatically go back in and be a great running back with Kamara. And then if Stafford's bit is ass, Dak's coming back in like three weeks. He just has a pretty deep team with some good options. I think he could start winning some games. All right. Yeah, I, would, I totally agree with that. What would you say? I said I think he's a contender. I do. 
I think I know who's next, and I'll leave the room so you guys could talk talk uh, shit about Ryan's me. Ryan's up. Just call me. Thank you, Chef. <laughs> I've never seen someone so active with trades in my life. It's pretty pretty incredible. Uh, Evan, what are your initial thoughts here? Well, I would say Ryan's team definitely looks a lot different than it does in a few short weeks. I think after the draft. So looking at his team, I think he's he's traded or well his his quarterback and both of his running backs didn't start out on his team this year. Um, I know Swift is hurt, but yeah, he's definitely completely completely evolved it. Uh, let me let me see. I mean, I. I would say his biggest hole is at running back. I mean, Kareem Hunt and Devin Singletary are okay, but neither one of those I would be that confident in as a RB two for the rest of the year. Um, so even when Swift comes back, he's your he's he's a stud, but then there's not really too too much behind him. Oh, actually, he has AJ Dillon too. That's why he he's pretty deep at all the yeah. positions. You know what? I take that back. I think he's he's a contender with yeah, a with a deeper team sure. than I thought. I was going to say contender. He's made some great trades. I was very jealous. Very jealous. The Jalen Hurts move. That was a gutsy call. Didn't he trade I mean, bro, uh, Javante Williams? He's insane. Yeah. J- J- Jalen's insane. AJ's insane. Olave's been being – is fed. And then the trade just today for Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel's been great. I don't know if that'll keep up, but – He's been like – He's been like Debo this year. Yeah, and you can he's like a running back wide receiver. Yeah, he's been great. And Ryan made some good moves. Like Gallup could come back and be good. Pickens, I just don't love the Steelers, but that's a fine option. And then Gabe Davis has been hurt. Ryan's made Ryan's made some good moves. I think Higby's going to eventually just take over his starting tight end role because Injoku, he's just so inconsistent, could get hurt, but. Ryan's definitely definitely a contender, and I don't know. Like all it takes is Nick Chubb to get hurt, and then Hunt is gonna just eat. And then same thing with Aaron Jones and Green Bay. If he gets hurt, Ryan has some great options and some great long term plays there. Yeah, I agree. I think you put put together a good team. Um, Ryan's probably the best trader in the league. I will so. say. Just looking at some of these teams and not knowing, the projections are so low, man. I don't know what. It, I think points points are just down this year. Has it always? I guess it's at like one twenty is like. I don't know. They, they feel low. Yeah, I think the highest one going into this week was one twenty one. Yeah. I, well, no, I mean that's a pretty high projection. I feel like occasionally, like at the end of the year, if somebody has a stacked team, you'll maybe see like one twenty five, one, one thirty. I was going to say, like, by the end, if a team's really put it together, they'll hit, like, 130 projection. Yeah. it. But also, all the running backs in the first round haven't really been good. If you drafted, drafted, like, Taylor, McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Kamara, Mixon's been okay. But, like, those guys haven't put up, like, 20-point weeks back-to-back-to-back like you expected them to. Derrick Henry. So. Yep. Ryan, you come back now. We did your team. Yeah, your team sucks. Um, the next is a oh, man wow. who is. We're staying under the same roof. 
Um, yeah, staying on the same roof. Jack was just here, the BMI boys. He wasn't getting that excited about Tyreek's catches. Like, I don't know if he was locked. In. He wasn't very locked in. And no, I was like, Jack, that was Jack, that was Reek, and he didn't really seem to care. I think he, he had other things on his mind. Yes, he definitely did. I, I just hope he can stay with it for an entire season. I hope he just keeps interest. Um, Jack's team at first glance is a I'm going to say he's a contender for this reason. I think I think his big three, which won't always win you, like take you far in fantasy, but having Herbert, Jonathan Taylor, and Tyreek as like a big three, it's pretty good big three. Like those three guys can combine for 90 points in a week, just them three, and then the rest of your team doesn't have too much. Throw in Pitts who has the option, even though he's just been like – the Falcons will probably figure it out, but he hasn't been great. But I do like Jack's team, his starting team. I don't love his bench. Yeah, I mean, he could realistically probably drop Kadarius Tony at this point. Uh, it seems like that guy like, – he's electric every time he touches the ball, but he gets injured all the time, and he apparently like, – I guess he can't learn the playbook or something. Because even when he's healthy, they only bring him out there for a few plays. He's pretty much a bust in real life and in fantasy. I will say that I thought Jack's team after the draft was one of the strongest. I thought he had like as good of a first pick overall draft as you could have. Like he ended up with good depth and good um a good like starting lineup. And I thought he like like he has a really good uh, quarterback and he has what is probably going to end up being a really good tight end, which might set you apart because I think it also seems like quarterback scoring is kind of down like if you don't have Lamar Herbert like Brady hasn't been great Rodgers hasn't been great Derek Carr hasn't been great Russ has sucked yeah um so the fact that he's got like high quality players in those two positions I think is good and then James Robinson is insane like how does this guy always end up if he's healthy being like a top running back in fantasy he's running back three right now scoring every week yeah, but it, he just came off an Achilles tear, and uh, Etienne is there, and he's still just so good. How is Jack one and two? Like, I think his roster is better than one and two. I mean, he I beat him last week, and Tyreek and uh, Jonathan Taylor had, like, ten points combined. True. And Pitts. I mean, you have to start him, but he's been not great. getting no love. Yeah. So I can see why he's – I don't think he'll – I would say I expect him to end up in uh, – in the playoffs, Jack. Ryan, thoughts? I think Jack's a contender. An interesting debate, though, and this isn't a knock on his team, but if we were to draft today and Jack had the number one pick, who are you taking in that spot, and is it any different? Yeah, if you're, take, if you're picking first overall today after the first three weeks, I think you're definitely taking Saquon Barkley. <laughs> I'm, are you kidding? That's, he's the number one running no, back no, right I now. mean. It very well that could be the that could be the correct answer, which is funny. I mean so far this season, if I had the number one pick, yeah. I would have stuck with Cooper Cup. Yeah, uh, Cup was gonna be my answer. But Saquon is like right there, obviously too. So I I talked to Ryan about this, but so far, just because of running or I think you guys have talked about it too, but like 
all the top, not all, most of the top running backs haven't been great, and the receivers have been dominant. So you, it makes you like, if you went running back heavy early, you're kind of fucked right now until they turn around. If they ever do turn around, but Cooper Cup's just been dominating every fucking game. Quarterbacks, tight ends, and running backs are all basically the same in that there's the elite tier of three to four that you can really rely on this year, but then everything else after that is basically just just fat. Like you're just throwing something at the wall, hoping it sticks. But wide receivers, it's a dime a dozen. There's a ton out there. So, I don't know. It's an interesting debate. Yeah, crazy year for wide receivers. All right. Every, all of them have been good. Next team is Grinders Paradise. Let's go Mets. Let's go Mets go. Let's go Mets go. Um, okay, Mike. Let's see here. Hello. Dog. What up, Mila? Um, let's see here. Mike to me, he's one and two. Starting Russ. I mean, he's got a good team. I don't like – I'm saying all these teams are contenders, but just how I'm breaking it down right now. Outside of Russ, who will need to turn around, he's got a, he's got a good starting lineup and a good bench. So, I would say contender. I got to look. I mean, T, T could be the best – or, excuse me, most reliable receiver on the Bengals. Devontae is insane. Javante, I think, is going to be good, even still with the Melvin Gordon interference. Mike having Jeff Wilson ready to go was just classic Mike. I mean, he's, he's flexing Dalvin Cook, which is – I mean, that speaks volumes. That's good, a statement. Good team. Good team. He's got Mike Williams on the bench. Yep. Damian Harris is a, a, a plug-and-play. Michael Carter's a plug-and-play. And Rondale, actually, if he comes back healthy and is – himself could be good so I, I like mike's team a lot i do he just needs some qb production evan thoughts um wow i mean uh, yeah i guess i would say he's a contender i don't know i st- i don't really love his running backs like jeff wilson jr was a good good plug-in but i don't think that's a, like a permanent thing isn't isn't that guy gonna come back in like four weeks or something elijah mitchell probably yeah not- was he was he the one that was a month? No, I think he's out for like five or six more games at least. Even still though, like he he just pops in Dalvin back up into the RB one or two spot and he's he's chilling. Who's his other running back? Javante. Yeah, I just don't think like Javante Williams is gonna get like that coaching staff seems pretty content to like keep him well relatively like uh, rested and run Melvin Gordon and like all these high leverage scenarios like. They don't even – he doesn't even get the bulk of the red zone carries. And those are arguably the – the uh, or not arguably. Those are the like, most valuable ones. And he hasn't even come close to his first week of receptions. So it doesn't seem like that's going to be a reliable thing either. That offense is just weird, man. I mean, I think it all – it's all – like a, a lot of it is all, obviously because Russell Wilson just absolutely blows. But I think Javante is an elite real-life football player, but fantasy, at least for this year. I mean, we'll see, but – so I'm right, skeptical. Get, you don't want to say anything bad about him because you traded skeptical. Mike, so skeptical. you don't want to like. But here's the thing with a lot of these guys, man. All it takes is the injury to the other running back, and 
the whole season changes and he could be RB top three, just getting fed. So you just, it's good to have a guy like that who, yeah, you're splitting. It's like Kareem and Nick Chubb. It's Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. Like, I don't know because I think you also see like with some of these guys, like you guys saw it with the Saints a lot. Like when uh, Ingram and Kamara had that one season where they were both like yeah. the guys. When one of them got hurt, the other one wasn't as effective as you'd think. That's it wasn't, partially true. They didn't just like absorb all the other points that the other one would have gotten. But I, me, I guess for me, I lean more towards contender or pretender for Mike than contender because I'm not as big of a believer in Javante Williams as I guess you guys are. And Devontae Adams hasn't – I mean, week one, he obviously got a lot of volume, but otherwise Carr is spreading the ball around a decent amount. He's not just locking in on Devontae Adams like I thought he would. It's true. Fair point. All right. Um, next up is A.B. at Red Rocks. Mr. Four Loco Shotgun. <laughs> Matt, Matthew Walsh. Okay. Well, prayers up to Tua. His starting quarterback ending the game with two points. I think that, that hurts. Uh, that hurts. That hurts Walsh's projection. I think big time. And Amin I mean, Mixon's having a good game though. Amin Ra might not play this week. He's like there. I think he's like really questionable. Like yeah. Questionable. Yeah. Yeah. So that could be another dagger. Here's the thing. Walsh has a good starting lineup. Walsh's running backs are insane, which is why I think he's set up nicely. Yes. But. I don't like his bench at all. His bench is terrible. I think Walsh will need to make a trade, so my phone is open. But as it currently stands, I I like his starting lineup enough to say he's still a contender in the league. Um, Chubb is an absolute psychopath beast. Mixon just gets fed, even watching this game. Amon Ra has been our I mean, wide receiver basically one, but he's the third ranks. McLaurin's been so-so, but he'll continue to get fed, and he'll have games where he, he's, like, consistent, like, 15, I feel like. Yeah, the thing with McLaurin is he gets, like, all of his yards in, like, two or three plays. Yeah, he's like, but, like, I think I think week one, he only had two receptions, but one of them was a 50-yard touchdown. So they're really spreading the ball around there. Um, like, Do- uh, Dotson and Curtis Samuel – both have been getting a ton of points. So, and it doesn't, and their offenses looked pretty good. I mean, I would say McLaurin's probably a lock for like around double digits every week. I think he but, is. But I don't think he's going to end up being that like top 12 wide receiver like I personally had drafted him to be. Yeah. And I'm saying this as somebody that traded him away. Um, and I guess for me, I think uh, Walsh's team is a contender still. I really didn't think I was going to trade away Joe Mixon that early, uh, but it was a good opportunity for me, so so I pulled the trigger. And I think that made Walsh's team very, very strong with three top, 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 top running backs. Yeah, but he needs it right now because, I mean, Claypool as your best bench option is yeah, not but – against, but against the – at least this week it's against the Jets. Yeah, but it's not so saying it's like, much. That's like not – that's not a good option. Yeah, probably. That's fair. But I think Walsh is one and two because Eckler has not lived up to his draft spot. He, I don't think he scored a touchdown yet this year. No, I don't think he has. 
I mean, he's averaging no, he has none. Thirteen points a game, which is fine, but he you need more than that. But Walsh is contender. I I would agree. All right, now this is in honor of the name we don't speak of. In honor of D star 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 Y. I have my take. Uh-oh. This this is my first look, and I'm going pretender. I agree. I, I was looking at the points for stats through the first three weeks, and he's had some favorable matchups to to achieve the two and one record. So credit to him. But I mean, Jamar hasn't gone crazy for where he was drafted just yet. Well, he did game one. Game one, yes, certainly. But I think he's very weak at the at the running back position. Bro, I like Jamar is going to be Jamar. Jamar is a great guy to have on your roster. Kyler is a fine quarterback to have on your roster. Good fantasy quarterback. Even James Conner will get you whatever. He'll get you double digits. You need him to score touchdowns in the red zone. Okay. Yeah, but does health is a question for that man. Yes, you, he needs to be healthy. But I mean, he has Montgomery, who's dead right now. But Montgomery's a fine, like, that's a decent option. I feel like. But I don't love. I was not. I could have drafted Cooks in almost every league. I just wanted to stay away from the Texans, man. I, I just don't believe in drafting a guy on that team. I mean, he's getting insane targets, though. So. Yeah, and he's still not even averaging 10 points. I mean, it's true. And I think Deontay Johnson's a great receiver, but and he's getting mad targets. Good receiver, bad team situation. Exactly. Yeah, but that, that's like for both of his guys. That's what I mean, and that's just why I'm not that high. Like, when teams are good – it takes a lot for a fantasy player to be dominant, and I just, I just don't see it. And his bench isn't that deep, at all. He's got Montgomery on the bench because he's injured. Outside of that, it's nothing great there. Goddard's a great tight end, though. I will say that's a good pick. That's a good guy. He'll finish my prediction top five tight end. I tried to in- engage in just friendly conversations with Chris over just. Thought starters and crickets, but I, I think he's a notorious trade guy, so I'm sure he's cooking something up with Teddy Bomb. To him. No, oh, that's huge for Jack. Jack doesn't even care. That's huge for Jack. Holy catch! Wow, who Tyreek Reek, like 50 yard bomb. But anyway, I think Chris is he'll make a trade, it'll just depend on who and, and what for, but. You, you have to know it's coming. All right. We're up to the co-host. Wait, well, I didn't go yet for Chris. Oh, I thought, okay, go. Uh, pretender. <laughs> <laughs> uh, reasoning? Uh, all, of the, all of the above. Okay. Evan, we'll let you speak on your team if you want to. Um, I mean, do you guys want to go first and then – or do you want me to – you want me to speak on it, and then you can. Yes, I'd rather you tell speak. Me, first. Tell me why I'm wrong. Correct. Okay, so obviously contender, and I have the number one running back. If you redid the draft, he'd be the first overall pick, Saquon Barkley. 
um, part of the two and one New York Giants. I have Cordero Patterson, who he'll never be valued for what he's actually best worth picks of the year, but he's like a legitimate beast now. It's insane. He's thirty one. Um, I think Waddle and Debo Samuel are really good wide receivers to have. I think it's actually underrated how good my wide receivers are now after I made that trade with um, with Walsh. Debo hasn't even gotten going yet. Waddle's been insane so far this year. I mean, he had that 40-point game. Uh, Devonta Smith just blew up, so I feel like he's not actually going to do well this game um, when I start him. But I, I am – What? I think – Devonta is going to start becoming like a well-known stud stud. Like, obviously, he's good. I mean, he was he made some catches in that game that were insane. Yeah. I, like, I, and Brown did almost nothing. I think maybe maybe Brown scored a touchdown. But he had way more points and targets than, uh, than A.J. Brown that game. Like, he completely took over. Yeah, I think they have the potential to be like, you know, Waddle and Hill and – like just get equally fed, and just or like Higgins and Jamar Chase, they can both put up a lot of points, and I think Devonta Smith's that good. I really like him. I think he's a, a great option. Yeah. So just continuing on about my, um, I think that my bench is also extremely good. Like I have like Etienne, Juju, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs. That would all be like pretty comfortable starting. So those are all. That's good backups for all of my skill positions. I'm extremely, extremely weak at tight end and ironically kicker too. Like I don't think I've had double digit kicker points this year. Um, so that's not, not great for me. Uh, tight end, definitely a big, big positional weakness, but hopefully I'll be able to make a trade maybe in the upcoming weeks for just a consistent guy who was like guaranteed to be part of the offense. I mean, Engram maybe ends up becoming that he's kind of trending up in terms of target share, but uh but eventually I might have to make a move. Big Ev. Um, all right. I say contender. Thanks. I like your roster a lot. I like the guys on your squad. Yeah, I, I agree with Billy that Patterson could be. he Right now he's the value pick of the draft, in my opinion. I would say him or Amon Ra are going toe-to-toe, but obviously Amon is – little hobble at the moment, but I think both those guys are right there. Um, I think in a sad, twisted world, Trey Lance going down actually is huge for Debo because he had the huge year with Jimmy G last year. Yeah, they got to start that off. So, so awesome they're going to they're be cooking. And obviously, Devonta breaking out is massive. So I think I think Evan is a – Evan's a contender. For sure. I would say best bench in the league as well. So – all right, now we're on gang shit. That's all we on. And Jesus Christ, there's a lot of good teams. There are a lot of good teams. Uh okay. This is an interesting one. Do you guys have anything? I gotta, I gotta think about this one. On Morin? Yeah. He beat me when I played him. I think he scored like 120-something points. He had a good week against me, so I might be a little biased. But I think he's got a good team. Lamar has been pretty insane this year. QB1 right now? Yeah. He's averaging 30, almost 33 points a game. That's awesome. 
Um, so that's a huge boost for Morin because typically quarterbacks don't get like, like if somebody has the best quarterback in the league, I'm not like, oh, they're automatically a contender. But I think Lamar Jackson kind of transcends that position right now. Uh, Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones are like pretty, like pretty stable guys. Like our, obviously Derrick Henry, that offense runs through him. And then Aaron Jones is probably one of like the only really talented players left on the, uh, on the Packers outside of like Rogers and Dylan. Um, I don't think it's so hit or miss, bro. Yeah. But I mean, they have to like, at least every time you, like every time you start him, you know, he has like, they have to get him involved in order to win. So he's going to be involved in some capacity. Like, I feel like that's all you want at fantasy is like always getting the opportunity. Um, But I don't, I don't think, I don't think Warren's wide receivers are that good. And I don't know if his his bench is actually pretty strong too. Well, so you got to consider that he would likely start Mike Evans over DJ Moore. He probably had Allen Robinson in the lineup until this week. Allen Robinson is droppable. He's getting close to it. Not a hundred percent yet, but he's very close to droppable. DJ Moore could be benchable for sure. Yeah, Baker Mayfield is a fantasy vampire. Yeah, he's bad. <laughs> Very bad. Watching him against the Saints that they somehow won, Baker missed so many throws. It was actually shocking. Like, just eat, like, not a lot of pressure, and Baker was just nowhere close on the throws. He's got to have one of the most skewed, like, commercials given to actual talent. Like, he was in so many commercials, like, right after his rookie year. I mean, he and, wasn't and he that bad. A- that bad. He was good his rookie year, and now he just Oh, sucks. my God. Receiver pass. Chase. Nice. That's so dumb. They're just taking points away from Joe Burrow. Are you kidding? Kidding me? Um, okay. I'll say he's a contender to, like you said, Lamar and Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, nasty. Mike Evans, consistently good. Having Jamal Williams on your bench, if you need him, huge. Khalil Herbert, huge. He's got a deep bench, bro. What the hell? He, I just don't think – well, Khalil Herbert's only – apparently, like, David Montgomery might only miss, like, one or two weeks. So, Herbert's not, like, a, a locked-in guy for the rest of the season. But I think Morin's, um his two starting running backs are really good, but he's got, like, no depth after that. Like, Jamal Williams, I don't think he's going to be, like – like, he only has this high projection because Swift is – Yes, but, bro, even the limited. first – well, I guess the second week – he wasn't great. He's, but a, he's a touchdown vulture. Bro, he still gets uh, he still gets runs and he gets targets in the passing game. I think he's a fine bench guy. Like that's a good guy to have on your bench. I would want him on my bench. I would want him on my bench, but I mean if one of like I guess what I'm saying is if one of Morin's running backs go down, like the drop off in point potential and like expected points. Yeah. I think Morin's a contender. I don't really have it much to add other than what was said. All right, we're at, we're on to Mister Nightmare. We're we're uh, okay, so we're on three. Mister Nightmare is the, the way I look at it right now. I just had a great weekend with Mister Nightmare, and Mister Nightmare could not be more alive in the world. A true, a true magician, a true hero, a true Queens legend, but his team is a pretender. 
in, further insights on that take? <laughs> Cam Akers, eh. Fryer Muth, eh. Lockett is getting insane targets, actually. I heard that today. Um, but I still believe on a bad team, eh. Uh, Drake London, killing it as a rookie. Oh, by the way, Francisco Alvarez just got called up. No. Breaking news. All right, let's 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 end the podcast now. We got a lot to talk about. That's insane. Yeah, it is. Just for the Brit, like, just like, for the Brave series. Well, does that mean he'll be on the playoff roster? Well, they gotta decide, I guess. But no, I don't think I. Is, don't you have to have been on the active roster um, before September 1st or something in order to be eligible for the playoffs? Yeah, you might be right. So just be for the series. Huh? That's, that, that's, that's actually crazy. That's I mean, that's an awesome experience for him too. Yeah, that's cool. Um, wow, that's awesome. But, all right. I mean, Najee, I love Najee. But bad team, got to grind out points there. Also, the Liz Frank thing. Even though it's seemingly not bothering him right now, I think that's actually a sneaky big deal. Yeah, I was all over that pre-draft. I just I don't I don't like that at all, personally. You know what? I I see that he has Kittle on his bench that normally starts. But Frymuth has been good. Yeah, I mean he's been okay at two catches for forty yards. Um, I just don't love the team. I. Going through all the other teams, I I feel like I've seen better rosters. Um, I don't see any guys besides Diggs and Mahomes that really scare me to have, like, those 30-point crazy games, you know? That can really carry your team. Najee, if the team was better, has that potential, but they're just not that good. And he, he's got a real void. At running back after Najee Harris. That's what I mean. Like, Cam Akers, unless he somehow turns into a god. Uh-oh. Burrow season. Boys. What happened? Just a nice bomb. Touchdown? No, they're on, like, the five. Mixon's going to get a run. Oh, you're welcome, Walsh. Um, Cam Akers is, looks like he's running through sand right now. Like, every time he tries to run. So, I feel like he's recovering – the opposite of uh, James Robinson from their Achilles injuries. How I would say, I, and I, I think like, I don't know. I just don't know what Jake is doing with his bench. Like, why does he have two kickers? He's Mr. Nightmare. <laughs> That's just a classic trick. It's a game of chance, as he would say. And two defense and two kickers. Three tight ends. I mean, I have three tight ends, but I, I, I don't have any good ones. And then Wandale Robinson and, uh, Who's actually a good pickup, Wandell uh, Robinson? He's gonna. He was the Giants' second round pick this year, and they have basically no other receivers. So yeah. when he gets to again, he's actually gonna be a beast. Yeah, I I think at this at his position in the standings, I think I would have to call him a pretender at this point. Yeah, I mean he's second in the league. No, he had and third. Oh, third. Well, his standings are also severely affected in a good way, like severely goodly affected by that 170-point game he had. That's, that's very true. Yeah, he doesn't have that many points against right now, but... Who leads that stat points against? Uh, you. 
and yeah, yeah. Somehow, and then Lou. Somehow I'm close to being up there. And then Walsh, Mike, Warren. No, 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 no. Goderup has the least. Yep, that's uh. So he's not allowed to complain about anything. Yep, that's that's what happens. That's just Michigan man. It's Michigan luck. Michigan luck. Known for their defense, Aiden Hutchinson. All right, we'll get to my team. All right, June June Bugs team. Um, okay, my take. Oh shit. I'm not in a good place right now. We'll take it from here, Billy. Oh, he's quitting McCaffrey with your hurt. Can't go Mike and him. Billy's team would be really good in 2017. <laughs> Yeah, if we were all in college again, he'd be a contender. You mean you'd have Prime McCaffrey, Zeke, Thielen. Thielen. I mean, Robert Woods, Vintage. Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. Leo Jones. Like, this is a really impressive team, but unfortunately, it's 2022. <laughs> uh, it's <funny>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Billy's projections are definitely... High. Definitely high. Bro, can I just say this? I didn't even know I had the most points for. That's shocking to me. So, so clearly something's working. And let me just explain this. I don't think I – I definitely have, have a very – I don't have a deep team at all. It's very thin. My bench is very ass. Billy will make trades. So that's the bottom line. I just don't know. No, but here's the thing. I, I truly believe having – if McCaffrey can somehow just figure it the fuck out and not get hurt, you'll, man, be, you'll I, be fine. I have a top two quarterback in the league. I have a top two running back in the league. And I have the best tight end in the league. So that right there, that try gets you to the 90-point echelon. And then it's your true. other guys just have to grunt. That's, that is true. That is true. Yeah, I mean, if I think if Josh Allen and McCaffrey stay healthy all year – which one of those you would expect. The other one, it looks like it's already going to be a little bit of a roller coaster. Um, I think your team is is a contender just because McCaffrey is that good if he's fully healthy. Although it doesn't seem like Baker checks down to him as much, um, just like a fantasy vampire. Uh, so I think it's I, – I think, Billy, it's it's really all about CMC for you, which makes sense. He was the second overall pick. I, I agree. I think Billy's team is – as much as we joke, I think it's the contender. And Josh Allen, McCaffrey, Zeke has been better than his public perception right now. Mark Andrews also the best tight end in the league right now. So. That's what I mean. But, no, in all honesty, what my season relies on is I need Michael Thomas to play football. No, it's true. It's true, because I, I don't have another good flex option, really. I mean, isn't Robert Woods supposed to be good eventually? I want Robert Woods off my team. 
<laughs> that hurts his trade value. <laughs> like, if, if Julio ever comes back, Julio's way more likely to start for me than Robert Woods. And it's not even close. All right. Okay. Let's move. Last one. All right. Should be this is this gonna be a good one. EY currently three and the only undefeated team. Um yeah, alone at number one. And he is a pretender. In my opinion. I understand he's three and but just looking at his team, he has my favorite player, Cooper Cup who's an absolute dominant beast, and he's winning EY games right now. Kelsey, great to have on your team. I always love having Kelsey. But the rest of the team, I am not high on at all. Zero, like, not not at all. Yeah, EY, um, good start. 3-0. and that's, that's how you want to start your, your fantasy season. Um, but unfortunately, I, I agree that you are at this point in my, in my opinion, obviously a lot can happen still. I think your roster is a pretender at this very moment. I just don't like, I don't like your running backs really top to bottom. And I think you're going to have to give up some, some pretty valuable pieces in order to, to make it right. I don't think – I feel like CEH has been kind of fool's gold. Gibson is going to – that backfield is going to get crowded in a couple weeks. And then Dobbins is kind of stuck in a very unique offense that is not really going to run the ball through him a ton, it seems. And then McKinnon is just McKinnon. I don't really – whatever. No, but McKinnon's good because he might steal a job from Clyde. Yeah, but then Pacheco's in the mix. Like, KC just has a lot going on. And similar to receivers, they're just going to spread the ball around. So I don't think there's ever going to be that one guy. And McKissick's a part of that crowded commander's backfield as well. So I don't know. I mean, C.D. Lamb, he looked good this past week, but hasn't had a good start. Amari, kind of in a weird offense, but had a great game. Brady looks old and sad. I don't know. It's Cup, Cup and Kelsey, and then it's just kind of meh after that, in my opinion. But – Three now is good. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think Tom Brady isn't really like a valuable piece anymore. I mean, I like he hasn't looked. Has he looked that like good? He's averaging eleven points. So no, answer my own question. Um, Clyde is kind of like his points are fake. Like he scored a decent amount of them, but I feel like they've just come on these like lucky touchdowns or whatever. Uh, Antonio Gibson's role is probably not going to be the same once that guy who got shot comes back. Um, like, and I think for like sentimental re- reasons, they're really going to try to integrate him into the offense. Cup is awesome. I mean, he's been great. So can't really fault, fault anything with him. CD had that blow up game, but I mean, like Cooper rush, there's no way that this guy keeps playing well. Like defenses are going to figure out that he sucks. Kelsey, same, same, same deal as cup. Great player. But then kind of like what you guys are saying, just not a lot of, not a lot of meat on these bones. It's like Billy's team, but minus the third staple on the roster. So I feel like those top two are going to get him to around 50, 50 or so 
and then the rest of the guys have to pick up the slack. But I feel like the slack is just not as not as strong as EY would like at this point in time. Yeah, and I just I don't like I don't think his bench is good either. I just don't feel like I would ever actually want to start these guys. Like Jarek McKinnon, are you ever going to feel comfortable starting him? Like JD McKissick is in a worse situation than Antonio Gibson, who is might barely be startable when uh, Robinson comes back. J.K. Dobbins maybe would be like a guy on EY's bench that he could look forward to. But I feel like a lot of these guys, their situation situation is only going to get worse. Yeah, I think Dobbins will be starting for EY soon over one of those two guys. But still, I don't think he's going to be like the the game changer for him. So Yeah, and also I think we have seen in, in years past <clears throat> that EY teams generally – do start out of the gates pretty well. Um, I feel like I feel like this has been a common trend. Um, so I think maybe you know just the nature of the players he drafts, that kind of thing. They lend themselves to uh, good early season returns, and then they they kind of flutter towards the end. That's it. From the league historian, I would I'd be curious to see the uh, go back in the history and see how Eli starts because I feel like he's very trade averse as well. Yeah, imagine you like go and look back, and you guys started like zero and three every year. And you, like, <laughs> yeah. all, this, all this is wins in like the second half. But I, I, I I trust you as the the league historian, so I'm sure that take is pretty. Well, accurate. I just I know that he's the furthest he's ever gotten. I think he's only been to the playoffs like once, and that you that was the year that we had two divisions, and he won that division, and that division's records were significantly lower than the other division. So like he got in with a bye for that reason alone. So I think he ended up coming like third. No, he came in fourth place that year, uh, 2016. So, I mean, that's his best ever start versus I feel like – I think we looked at this. Most of the league has been to a final. And, um, and you know, since we, since we reformatted, I don't think he's made the playoffs. Interesting. Well, any final words, Billy, before we – Yes, I want to play a quick game. Just a very quick game. It's a rapid fire game, and we're gonna we're gonna call it dead or alive. Okay. So I want you guys just rapid fire. You don't need to explain. I'm gonna say a few things. You just go dead or alive. Okay. Okay. Like I say, I say dead or alive out loud, or like I choose dead or alive. No, you. I'm gonna say a name, and you gotta say de- if you if it's dead or alive. You're gonna name people. Yeah, or things okay. or objects. All right, cool, cool, cool. Go for it. Jameis Winston. Dead. Uh, alive after this week. Uh, Kenny Galladay. Dead, dead. Like, at, dead. cremated. He's already been cremated. He's dead. Uh, Tua. That means <laughs> that's, that's, that's too soon, but he's not on that one. Uh, yeah, he, that's... Uh, I, I, need an, I need an answer. He, they just took him to a level one trauma center. He's dead. He's hopefully not dead, but he's dead. Okay. Um, the Atlanta Braves. Dead. Done. Oh. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like that we just lost that the series. I feel like that just totally jammed. I'm going to have to say they're alive because I need to counteract that. That's good. Uh, Brett Favre. Dead. He's dead. Okay. Um... Did you know that when he was sending his dick pics out, he was using a, a golf pencil like as scale to make his dick look bigger? <laughs> oh, no way. Uh, okay. 
Um, fireball. Are you pissed? Uh, what was the question? Fireball. Alive. Very much alive. Alive and well. Alive. I think it's it's growing on me a little bit. We put down Mr. Nightmare. Alive. 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 Okay. Um, that was a great that was a great game. Wow. Thank you, Billy. Uh, how about that express episode? We just passed the sixty minute mark. Nice quick and easy <laughs> one for you guys, wherever you're listening and enjoying. Um Feel free to submit any ideas for content, or if you want to be a guest, jump in and shoot Evan and I a text. But wish everyone all the best, Evan. Any any final thoughts as we, before we sign off? Uh no, really, nothing, nothing out of me. Been a good good year so far. A lot of fun. Hope it keeps up. And uh, if I'm not back on this podcast, I just want to say that if you're able to join us weekend of december i think it's no 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 december 16th 17th 18th oh yeah um we are doing our annual jets weekend send um we'll celebrate christmas a friend's christmas and we rip the jets game on sunday regardless of the weather and they're playing the lines this year we're hopefully convincing mike electric home but we would love everyone, if you're around, to join us. The more the merrier. Open invite. Yeah. Maybe this year we won't get COVID. Incredible weekend. It's a lot of fun. We celebrate football. That's come, what we do. Come one, come all. Friendship is celebrated. Football is celebrated. And we move. All right. That's the episode. Talk to you again next week. All right. Good night. Bye. Good night. All right.